My name's Alex, and in a couple days, my wife and I are having a baby. This is the first entry in an audio diary podcast I'm calling, Are You There, Pod? It's me, Dad. Every week, I'll recap the previous week in figuring this parenting stuff out in real time while calling up my friends that all had babies within the same month I did. So come with me as I figure out parenting on the fly. Start this off by apologizing. Thank you. It's about time, Rana. Oh no, not it's not a blanket apology, dear. Oh. <laughs> oh please. You think I owe you a blanket apology? Is that what you I think? I actually do speaking of blankets, Rana, please go ahead with your complaint. Oh no, go ahead. Talk about your blanket. It's still, it's still December. You can still talk about your blanket. Excuse I know what you're going to do. Rana. You're going to brag about how many blankets, Pendleton blankets, you moved after. No, uh, you're the one who did the Pendleton Ronica. blankets. No, I'll you did you. sackcloth and ashes or something. That's what was right. yours called? No, Rana, I'm actually referring to the blanket of snow that has mm. been dumped on our front doors. Isn't it gorgeous? No. Brian, come on. Hold on a second. Let's just. <laughs> Okay, shake you're off, right. shake your, resettle your feathers for a second. And <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I want to see you resettle your feathers because I, I know. know you can do it. Shake them down, settle them, get your tail yeah. feathers right back where they belong. Okay. That felt kind of good, didn't it? Oh, yeah. It yeah did. I understand why birds feather. do it now. Yeah, yeah. Shake them all back down with the Dogs do to it too. They're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is nothing more stunning. It is gorgeous. And a fresh blanket of snow mm-hmm. and the absolutely, I mean, otherworldly solitude and silence that comes with a fresh blanket of snow. My favorite thing is before the snow plows have even come to take a little walk down the center of the street before they, before they plow the snow and make it a mess. Cause I of course hate it when it becomes a mess and turns brown, et cetera, et cetera. That must've been where you were, but go ahead. Oh, were you looking for me? No, but did you? I wrote red rum on your window. <laughs> did you see it? Uh, no, I only saw murder because I read it from inside. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to play a prank. Oh, we should put on our full snow suits and we uh, should watch The Shining in the backyard this weekend. How actually fun would that be? <laughs> I think that sounds pretty good. Well, so what you do you know- do? You take a walk, Rana? I take a walk and then of course my it's like walking on the beach right after the tide has gone out. Yeah. So you're the only footsteps. You just see you and maybe a little fox who came by or you know, I And that's the only sound in the it. world. And there is nothing like watching you're snow right, fall in a, in a street lamp. You've got to get into winter. If you're gonna be here for the winter, you gotta get into it. Well, I think you just got me into it, and I will say this, Rona. Your home is like so stunning in every season, but I will say, especially in the fall, oh, but yeah. this Winter. touch, I mean. Cozy, cozy, curly, cozy. It's Curl absolutely right like you already sense that there's a fire in the home. There's yeah. cashmere everywhere mm-hmm. and everyone is just relaxing, reading a book and sipping on something delicious. And that's just how you want it to be in the winter. Of course, but it's important to get out there because there's also nothing like that feeling of that bracing air coming into your lungs where you are somewhere between burning and freezing. Yeah. Such a great feeling. 
Yeah. You really feel it. Get that. Get the blood going in the winter. Oh, I love that. It's true. I love that. You know what I like to do, and I did. I I slept with the window slightly open, and then doubled oh. up my blankets. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I like to also sleep with the window open and turn the heat way up, because the other problem is that your skin can get very dry in the winter. From so you so it almost acts like a little bit of a humidifier. I love oh, that yeah. fresh air coming into my lungs, but I still want to be co- cozy toasty. Yep, that's yeah. the New England in you, Rana. You like that brisk. Fresh air. I do. And to be near the sea, I mean, because yeah. the snow, it it uh, melts so quickly anyway, because, you know, we have, it's usually quite warm near the ocean, obviously. I so. wanted to go ice skating, but the ocean doesn't freeze like that. It doesn't, dear. It doesn't. But we can take you into public garden or wherever they're going to have an ice, usually at the uh, Boston Common, they have an ice skating rink. So you can show everybody your, uh, your Oksana Bayul. But don't they have a private garden? She lived in Rana- Connecticut, you know. Oksana Bayul. Remember, she's trained in Connecticut. Poor Oksana. She liked Russian even more. Than, she liked vodka even more than the average. Do you uh, remember when she, yeah. I think she got a DUI or something happened. Oh, she did. She was driving a gigantic Mercedes and she, yes. it was a wreck. It was a mess. I yeah. remember when she was on Oprah about that, about the DUI yeah. thing. She what told Oprah. What a Oh my face. God. She's great. Yeah. I loved her. She was yeah. so, I have to tell you, that performance when she won the gold. Oh, she was incredible. So I, beautiful. We should, we should also watch old ice skating performances uh, oh, on, a, all, that on is a great YouTube. idea. Yeah, we should do that. I love that. That is honestly Maybe one we'll of my- do that on Patreon. Maybe we'll watch some old ice skating performances and we'll talk about them on Patreon. I would- <gasps> that's a great idea. Just like an amateur review of what yeah, we thought. Yeah, because we need some fun new stuff to do on Patreon in the new year. And maybe yes. that's what we'll do. We'll say, this is what we're going to watch this year, this week. Here's a list. And, you know, it can be four minutes of skating videos. It can be whatever we want. But I'd love to watch that. Also, okay, so on this Oksana so Oprah, Bayou. yes. On Oprah, you were going to say, yeah. Okay, so Oksana Bayou went on Oprah, and Oprah was like, were you very drunk? And she was like, no, I wasn't that drunk. And Oprah was like, well, what <laughs> did you- Were you very drunk? What, what did you, or she was like, what did you have to drink? And oh, this was the way. She goes, what did you have to drink that night? How many drinks did you have? And she goes, and Oksana Bayou goes, hardly anything. I think I had six Long Island iced teas. That's what she said. <laughs> Six Long Island, and she's about eighty pounds. Six Long Island iced teas, hardly anything. Well, you don't know how big the glass was. Oh, everyone in the audience died laughing, and Oprah was like, "What?" Long, <laughs> Oprah was like, "I can't drink the one." Calories, the calories. Well, on she's Long constantly Island burning tea. calories. She probably it's still so has funny. the same metabolism from when I she know. won the gold. It's so true. She could probably she probably eats a bowl of pasta for breakfast and then just drinks like I mean. Oh, what can happened? You imagine? To her? We're gonna ha- we're gonna have to look her up. We're gonna have to watch her videos. I don't think at any <laughs> age I could drink six Long Island iced teas. Not at any age that I like. Not at twenty. That's yeah, like not drinking at 40. six hurricanes in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, which it always confuses me why people. Look, you want to binge drink. You want to have the time of your life. You think that's what that is. That's up to you. Okay. I'm not calling you an alcoholic. I'm not calling you an anything. Do whatever you want. But yeah. if you if the idea is to get rip roaring and have the night of your life. Yeah. Why have the extra two drinks? I agree. Have four Long Island iced teas exactly. over the course of the night. Have the night of your life. But why have the two that you know are gonna push you to vomitville? I have no idea. I have I've no never understood idea. It. I've 
never imagine how much money you could save if you didn't ever have those last two drinks. She must have started drinking when she was like eight. Or she never drank anything. And then when she tasted it, she knew, oh, this is for me. I'll never forget. That was such an Olympics run. Six Long Island iced tea. Exactly. Yeah. Not much. That was such an Olympics. Six Long Island iced tea. Oksana was the year of Tanya and Nancy. Yeah. That was great. And Nancy was so disappointed that she didn't Tonya, win. She was kind of sh- as Tonya. some people like to say. <laughs> Tonya. Tonya. Uh, you, we've talked about this, but you know what? When we watch the video, we're doing an ice skating episode. That's it. It's decided in Patreon. We're going to have Period. to pick, pick the day. And we're watching that incredible 30 for 30 where they interviewed T- Tonya That is Hiding, a good one. Yes. And it is un. Believable. They aired that on Christmas morning about four years ago, I think. God bless us. It was the greatest Christmas morning I ever had. I might do a repeat. Rana, you want to know what? That's the only 30 for 30 I've ever seen. And I meant to watch more, but I loved that one so much. It's so good. It's a good series, but that is beyond. That was beyond. Rana, what did you want to apologize for? I wanted to apologize for my appearance because I had a late night last night, speaking of Oksana Bayul. What I did. So our dear friends, Casey and Danielle, uh, <gasps> from from Bitch Sesh. Did you do Bitch Sesh Live? I can't say that. Bitch Sesh Live. <gasps> they invited me on Bitch Sesh Live. Joel oh. Kim Booster was the co-host. Okay, they okay. Had, they had Jessica St. He's a Real Housewives historian. He knows what's going on in that he franchise. He knows the deal. Very invested. Yeah. Very invested in that franchise. Richard Lawson was watching, I happen to know, because he wrote I to me. I love him. Is there, anything, is there anything better than getting an email from Richard Lawson saying, great job? No. Isn't it They're wonderful? Because really, he's a critic. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I wish I could have watched it. I forgot but it was last night. But he's a critic night, with great taste. Oh, I, I'm going through his top 10 movies of the year right now. Oh, he's from so terrific, his Vanity Fair Richard. list, yeah. We have to Richard have, have Richard back on when they have the the fake real Oscars in April or whatever the joke. We'll have yeah, to figure exactly. out what we're doing for Oscar because it's not until exactly. April this year. But they, and then they had Jessica St. Clair. Hilarious. Who, has, who looks terrific, so funny. She's such so funny. Such a talent. Uh Looks terrific. It looks like she's been on a steel master since quarantine started and hasn't gotten off of it. She also is so funny because doesn't she hate that show or those shows? She was only, all she was doing was interstitials where she was trying on the clothes that they all have from the clothing line. So they had a model of all the different clothes. So funny. So good. She was talking, she was going, it was like a QVC. She was going through the whole thing saying, these are surprisingly comfortable. This is cheaper than you, that even cheaper than it looks, that sort of thing. And then I came on and we talked about uh, Salt Lake City for a minute, even though they didn't want, they asked me to watch a little bit of Salt Lake City. But what I, happened was I said, well, let me, what they said, you just have to watch Ron Rana. And I said, well, I better watch the first one first. So I know who these people are. Mary. And then I said, I better watch the second one. Yeah. And then I said, you know what? I better watch the third one. Sure. And I watched all six of them in about a, you know, a minute. I've only seen the first two, but what's, is anything going on with Mary and the step-grandfather? How could anything not be going on with Mary? What we learned about Mary, what I, I was very happy to She's have fascinating. Um, broken some news on the, on the, uh, you know, cause those girls don't miss a trick. Not a minute, not a minute and, of a trick. And I said, let's talk about Mary's tray. You want to talk about Mary's tray? Did you notice Mary's tray? No. What is the, what do you mean? The tray? Mary has a tray. Okay. Like a white plastic breakfast tray. Like and a Jonathan noticed, Adler kind of thing? 
well, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Which is also my or favorite. like a we, CB2 kind of thing? Listen. Okay. Like a Kmart sort of thing. Okay. 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 I just wasn't sure. Yeah. I'm not saying Mary doesn't have a lot of money and doesn't spend it. But I mean, she things, dresses like she's There's, there's like things Mary's going to spend money on and there's things Mary's not going to spend money on. And Fair I enough. think a plastic tray is probably one of them. Okay. But she has a plastic tray that she eats all of her food off like she's a hospital patient. So when the husband, did you, did you see the episode when the husband was making smoothies in the kitchen while she was trying to have a conversation with a teenage I son? No. So she has one of those teenage sons, like um, Nini's son, that doesn't say anything. Yes. But He's also- probably so humiliated to be on this show. Who could blame him? I mean, yeah. that's the thing. You think, boy, this son, are the lights on or what? And then you yeah. remember he's standing in front of a camera. Totally. And his mother's performing like a clown for the camera. Yes. And he's standing he's humiliated, saying, I'm sure. I am, not an, I am not an emancipated adult, so I can't refuse to do this. Can you imagine seeing your parents in a completely different light than you've ever seen them and just being like, who so are embarrassing. you? What yeah. are you so, it's so, though his mother is a pastor, so she's always performing, but it's so embarrassing. At home is probably the only place he has any, anything to himself. <laughs> yeah. But in any event, she eats off this tray. And at some point later, she says to Chalinda, her housekeeper, who turns out her second cousin, of course. Okay. Who they probably haven't paid her in 40 years for 20, <laughs> the 20 years she's been there. They keep saying, you know, told her she's so lucky to have, to be there or something. Sure. Uh, but they say, can you pay Shalinda and ask her to bring my tray? And what I noticed was on the tray, she's eating everything with saran wrap over it. Again, like hospital. Like food. a hospital. Yeah. Like they serve you a fruit cocktail. They serve yes. you a, you know. Pudding. Yeah. Applesauce, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And she had about 40, says about 40,000 containers of protein powder on a counter. So I think she's on pretty much a liquid and fruit diet. Oh, boy. Okay. Anyway, we had a little bit of a blast. And so I was up late with the bitch sesh girls doing that. But we talked a lot about Erica Girardi. Excuse oh, me. sure. With and all the legal case, and the con job. There was a job. huge expose in the LA Times uh, that came out yesterday. I saw Someone sent yeah. me that, but I haven't you read it You should read it. Yeah, you're going to have to read that. In any event, I've got some other breaking news. Oh, let's do it. The gift baskets are sold out. S-O-L-D-O-U-T. Gift boxes. So that's over. You missed the boat. If you thought it was a mirage, if you thought it was a dream, did it happen? Didn't it happen? It happened, and now it's over. So, over. yeah, the tent folded back up in the middle of the desert, and the oasis went away. And that's, that's right. And that's what happened. That's exactly but right. We Mara. have to thank everyone for being so supportive and for the incredible. I mean, it was an what incredible a season. Yeah, Veronica season it was an yeah. incredible Veronica season. It really was. Uh, and we just want to tell people that the Veronica blend. While it disappears from shelves on December 31st, if yeah. you have fallen in love with the Veronica blend. As I have. You, yeah. You can subscribe to it mm. uh, and you can pick just like any of our other coffees. You can pick how often it comes, you know, once, once a, a week, once Twice a month, once a month, once yeah. every six weeks, whatever yes. it is. Yeah. You can cancel it anytime. You yeah. get Three dollars off a bag, and the Bixby boys have agreed for our people to continue to send that unique blend to them. But it will no longer be available in a single bag. So you have to subscribe. If you want it after December thirty first, you have to subscribe to it. Yeah, got it. Okay, fair enough. Do whatever you want, but there are people that will be desperate for this. Yeah. Uh, The other thing we have to tell people is a schedule. 
Our schedule, yeah. This is, a schedule is appropriate because we have yeah. a fabulous international guest coming on in a Scott, second. A Scott. Yeah, this is our first Scott, Scott's yep. woman. Yeah. Uh, this is our last, just, uh, you know, normal episode for the year. Yeah, last free feed. Next week, we have our classic cliffhangers volume three, only in 2020 edition, which I love. I'm so excited about Also on the free feed. Also on the free feed. Uh, and then we're taking a break. We're out of here. January. We are doing this European style. We are that's taking right. our Feast of the Epiphany or whatever it is. Where yes, we take, that's right. Which they're so smart in Europe. They have New Year. And instead of having going back to work the next day, they have a vacation from their vacation. So smart. They get themselves together and then they show up the next Monday. That's right. So we are taking January 1st through the 12th off of the free feed. To get ourselves together. And on the 12th, we are relaunching with a guest of a magnitude that even I wasn't sure it was possible for the Karachas. Do you know how they do those icon candles of yeah, like sure. celebrities? Oh, that's I'm a good idea. I'm certain he has one. Uh, well, we should have a Rana, Rana candle. Those are both good <laughs> ideas. So our first clue is that it's a man. That's all that we're telling you. Oh, okay. But but it is exciting. And we're going to have a little bit. Don't keep checking our Instagram. We're going to have some really fun content uh, in the in-between. We won't forget about you. But we are counting down to January 12th, where we have possibly the biggest guest a person could have. That's right. Just saying. So we're very, we're coming back with a bang. We're very excited about it. Um, so lots of fun stuff happening in January. But just to remind the Patreons, you paid for it, you're getting it. They will continue to get the episodes. There's a very fun, exciting Christmas surprise we planned for that. There certainly is. Not to mention, I can't remember which Patreon, but it's coming up. One of the, I think the the best letter we've ever gotten in our lives. Oh, a showstopper. I, I'm going to say that, that that might be number one. Absolute on Patreon, That we've ever had. Yeah. Absolute showstopper. That's right. So if you're looking for more Rana and Brian in your life over the holidays, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash askrana. $5 gets you into the carriage house. $10 gets you sauna privileges where you can see video of the show. But for our Christmas gift, we are giving everybody video. So even if you're a $5 member, everyone's getting the video of Great. our fabulous Christmas episode. And it's a really fun surprise, I have to say. I, I almost wish we were giving it to everybody, but we can't do that. We have to treat no, our patrons. This is very special. But, like the you know, CHIPs they are. You want to do some self-care, five bucks a month so you can hear all this wonderful stuff. We'll get you yeah. there. So there you go. Um, all right. So wait a minute. We have a fabulous guest. And yes, she's here. We get, why don't we just get right into it? We can go through her incredible credits with her. <sighs> Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Gail Rankin. She has a Y in her name too, Brian, instead of an I. I know. I like yeah. that. Huh. You know, Rana, I don't mean to be, you know, it was really sad this morning. Oh, oh are we still talking? Well, the snow came down. And yet Vina was crying. And I said, what's uh, wrong? And she yeah. said, it makes me miss my home. And then I have to tell you, you want to talk about six Long Island iced teas? She was literally drinking from the bottle and she was having delusions of happiness and sadness and happiness and sadness. Uh, yeah. But that's the, that's the melancholy Ukrainian disposition. I guess so. And that as long as she was really doing it with something. you and not with me, it's not really this. You know what? I don't really want to know about Yadvina's emotional life. Yeah, that's fair. I want Yadvina to show up. She'd and never do what show she you, needs Lana. to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, she that's what I want. Yeah. Well, I also heard that Yadvina, well, not hurt. She told me that her uh, Tesla was, uh, that a snowplow pushed a bunch of snow onto her Tesla. Hmm. So that might have also been what she was crying about is that she couldn't get a Tesla out. At least that's what she told me. No, she, she asked me to help her. I said no. So someone good will do for it. You. Good for you. That's her husband's job. Gail. All right, dear. Gail Rankin. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Brian. Rana. This is, uh, has been a marriage made in heaven. This is as if COVID never happened and you and I were traveling the world. <gasps> you made me gasp. It's true. I got chills just thinking about it. We've brought the experience to us. It is true. We need to thank a fabulous sponsor this month, Rhea T. Sella, who have absolutely brought the far, most far-reaching destinations and the most delectable delicacies right to our doorstep. That's right. It's sort of just what we needed in December. Couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah. we've talked so many times about going to the Middle East or going to Morocco or doing this or doing that. And here it is at our doorsteps All now. these months of fantasizing. And they have brought the rarest teas and the most gorgeous gourmet treats and ingredients right to our doorsteps. As we That's always right. say, make the home chef in your life feel like a Michelin star chef. That's right. And so rare tea sell a couple of those gift sets have sold out, by the way. People I'm not were surprised upset. because one yeah. was a gorgeous tea one with yeah. the shortbread. I think and another- sweet treats sold out for sure. Okay. Yeah. And then the other one, our bigger one, the 115 one, uh, has like stuff from all over the world that you do- wouldn't think to buy. But then when you have it, you start using it and you're like, oh, wait. I like specialty ingredients. This is gorgeous. And they have so many gorgeous other gift sets too. And my guess is sweet treats will be back at some point, but I can't speak for Tim and Kim and for Rod. I recently got the wellness set, Rana. Oh, how is it? It's terrific. Really? And you can use offer code Brian for 20% off your first purchase. I love it. Yeah. And make it count. If you're going to order a bunch of stuff, do it on the first order. Why not? Yeah, so you get your 20% off. That's right. You don't want to, listen, don't live your life with regrets. Not no. this year. RareTeaCellar.com, I-A-I-E-T-E-A-C-E-L-L-A-I.com. That's my favorite part, Rana. Now, wait a minute. Rana, Hold this up. person, there's, yeah. There's so <laughs> many levels I want to get in. I want to get into her credits. I want to get into her history. I want to get into all, but not for too long. That's not what the show is. Okay. No. The show isn't, this isn't a place where people come on and talk about themselves. It's a place where people come on and talk about other people. I want to know what she thought of Braveheart. I want, 
I want to know what she thought of Brave Heart. <laughs> I didn't even know I knew. I wanted to know that until just now. I want to know what she thought of uh, the portrayal of Mary, Queen of Scots, and the first Elizabeth. The shape, uh, the Shekhar Kapoor. What's what's his name? Shekhar Kapoor. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> But what I really want to know is where she is right now because she has those incredible. She looks like Georgian, she's in Park City. She looks like she's in a Georgian townhouse in London to me. She's got a cracker. I got, I got a Christmas cracker, which was an Australian accent, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna get, you're gonna do all your accents for us today. Gail Rankin. Hi. Gail, where are you? You sit next to the most gorgeous Christmas tree I've ever. I mean, this is an absolute. It looks like you're in the lobby of like no. a Jackson Hole Lodge. She's in Bridget Jones's apartment from the first film. Yeah, from the yeah. first. Yeah. yeah, which she could not afford. No, her job. who could? Are you kidding? I mean, she didn't have a job in the beginning. Exactly, she was yeah. jobless. She had that cute she little dormer apartment in sort of King's Cross-ish, I imagine. I'm not sure where that was exactly. She didn't have a job? Yeah. That was the whole thing. She had to redo oh, a life. Well, she had a job uh, and yeah. then she lost a job because of the boss. She had the affair with the boss and then who could blame her? It was Hugh Grant right. and then she had to reinvent herself and you know, right. et cetera, right. et cetera. Again, this is not a Bridget Jones podcast, Brian. It isn't. I mean, it would be, no. be really bad if it were one because I haven't Could read be. or seen. Yeah. Gail, are no. you in London? I'm in London. I'm in London. Um, am, am I allowed to guess what part of London you're in? Please. I'm getting a clock and, I'm getting a clock and well vibe. <laughs> close, close, close. You're getting uh, warm. Islington? Wimbledon. Not close, Brian. Not is, close. You're cold. You're freezing I, cold. I said Islington if it's not Clackenwell. No Islington, no. Do you want is to go? What's the one that everyone calls cool, Rana? Or used to call oh, cool? Oh, no, no. Is that where you are? The cool place? Yeah. It's so, like... It's so dirty Shoreditch. There. It's not yeah. Shoreditch. It's yeah. not Shoreditch. It's okay. not Shoreditch. It's... Yeah. it's uh, should I just tell you? Yeah, just tell us. I'm in Hackney. Hackney. Oh, I love Hackney. That's of course great. I saw Ray Fiennes at the Hackney Empire play Hamlet in about 1994. And he was absolutely incredible. Damien uh, West was his... Not Damien West. Damien um, Lewis sure. was uh, his Laertes. I believe. Oh my God. I was just um, talking to someone about this very production. And it was incredible. Ray Fiennes is absolutely one of my favorite actors, though I saw him in Antony and Cleopatra yeah. at the National a couple of years ago, and I it wasn't my favorite production. Who was the Cleopatra? Yeah. Uh, Sophie Okonedo. Oh. oh. They're both so incredible good. actors with incredible talents, but they, they didn't have loads of chemistry. Fair because enough. they're both such incredible. They're both sort of titans in their own. Who would? Right. That's why Hamlet's perfect for Ray Fiennes because who would have chemistry with him? He's like a oh, solitary thing. I would yeah. in a second. Yeah. Right. I mean, Gail, I told you, you ever, I saw I him in Schindler's Hamlet, List, though. and he yeah. flipped my flipped my whole idea about the war just in that one scene. <laughs> Rana, but he doesn't have chemistry with anyone in that movie. He does with M. Beth Davids, his housekeeper. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but in any event, well, we'll move on from that. Gail, how are you, dear? Yes. You're in London. It's great. Does it feel like Christmas in London or not really? But you try. Everyone's just trying to make it Christmas in London. Everyone's really trying their hardest, you know, yeah. at the expense of, you know, human life. But here we yeah. are, you know. Are you Do able you to go out or what's the situation? 
Yeah, you can go. I mean, we just went into tier three. I had to learn all these tiers because I was in New York and it was just like lockdown or no lockdown. But now there's like a tier system. It's like, oh, shit, we're going into tier three. It's like, well, with the tiers, you can't. There's also something about traveling to other tiers. So if you're in tier three and your friends in tier two, you can't go there. Got it. But exactly. if you're in tier two and your friend's in tier three, you can go there. I, think. I can't remember how. No, the other way yeah. around. I, other way but, around. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't understand what one, two, like, which is worse, you know? Is three yeah, the worst? It seems like it would three be. Three is bad. Bad. So does that three mean no bad. more outdoor dining, no more pubs? What's happening? Well, the pubs are, oh, you can go and get yeah. a carrier, you know? You go and get good. I, I'm a shandy girl right now. I'm doing, okay. like, Sprite and beer, which is yeah. a vibe. Um, <laughs> so I do a Sprite and a beer on the street. So we're doing a lot of that, you know? Oh, you, you are Scottish Gale, aren't you? I'm very if you think a shandy is, If you think a shandy is Sprite and beer <laughs> and not lemonade and beer, that's, you're really showing <gasps> oh, your roots. Yeah. You're really yeah. showing your roots, Gail. Gail, have you ever been to uh, Edinburgh? <laughs> I have been to Edinburgh. Yeah, I am from Glasgow. So, you know, there's a rivalry. There's a, there's a rivalry. But doesn't yeah. Edinburgh Everybody. win? Sorry. Brian, I'm well, so they don't, win in, they don't win in soccer. They don't I have win to be in honest, football. I've never actually been to either. So I, I just, I just said that to win. say it. No, they Glasgow win. wins in football. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And Glasgow and wins for Jews also. There's more Jews in Glasgow than there are. What does that mean, Toronto, yes, yeah. they do yeah. have more Jews. No one believed yeah. me. They were like, did you know what a Jewish person was? I was like, I live in the most Jewish populated, that's the thing to say. Yeah, there's a big in, Jewish in community in Glasgow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Gail, yeah. you went to Juilliard. We'll start there with your absolutely fabulous career. Does yeah. that, when you're in London, does that just mean community theater to the people over there? Does it have yeah, any, does like, even <laughs> Juilliard's obviously the top program in the country. Does it mean anything in London? They're like, is that fame? Was that right. fame school? <laughs> I'm like, fuck. No, you that's know, LaGuardia, like school for life. the arts, of course. Yeah. LaGuardia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Across the street. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> but the, the way it translates, I don't, I think it translates. I hope yeah. it translates. I'm yeah, sure I'm it does. Jobs over here. Um, no, but it's, it's. Yeah, it was great. It did was you great. always want to go to Juilliard? No. Or did you just want to go to New York? I wanted to go to New York. And I'd yeah. gone to New York on holiday when I was like 16 with my mom and dad. And we took the like red bus tour, which sounds like a, it's a real story. And the Uptown one, you know, 65th Street. Sure. Uptown. Terrifying. Um, And... uh On the bus. And, you know, they're like, this is where this person went. And that person, I was like, Actually, I want to go there. Yeah. The, the utter, utter naivete and um, didn't really, you know, realize what the deal was. And then, yeah. Went. You want to know what was your class? Oh, sorry, Brian, dear. You had something you wanted to ask. I was just going to ask. I was just going to say, Gail's the kind of person who works all the time, yeah. but clearly cares about the jobs she's working on because every single project is like esteemed. Like yeah. she's got a, yeah. she's got a genuine Critically yeah, acclaimed career. Prestige television. Prestige, prestige te- films. Yeah. She was in, Thank by you. the way, Her Smell was one of my favorite movies last year. You were absolutely phenomenal in it. I loved it. Thank you. And I'm so excited for Perry Mason. It's, very, it's already Wait, out. what am I talking about? I've, 
I'm so embarrassed. I've watched two of them. And I lo- I should have said I loved Perry Mason. <laughs> it's okay. Well, wow. you only watched two, so I guess you didn't like it that much. I did want to. <laughs> what have I watched? Judge Judy and 90 Day Fiance. That's Just it. Just saying. You're known know, to finish something anything. if you like it. You're known to finish something if you like it. So yeah, That's the, true. Jury, the jury's out. But I have to say, no, people loved Perry Mason. Yeah. And, it, and Gail Huge was hit. getting rave, rave reviews in Perry Mason. And we won't talk too much about it because if people haven't seen it, it's really a mystery. So we won't. We want Gail's character to be able to unfold for people in the way that it does uh, in the in the series. But it was such an impressive series, and I hope it was fun. Critically acclaimed, a huge blockbuster for HBO. I love that Matthew Reese. What a come on! He spells his name wrong. I'll say, well, he's Welsh, so they could they could relate. Do the Welsh and the Scots people have any kind of a connection, or do they? Is everybody stay? Everybody has their own ideas of. Do they together hate yeah. England? But how do they feel about each other? Yes, I think together hate <laughs> England, which I think yeah. brings us together. You know, yeah. we but don't you talk about it. You know, but you probably but, look down on them a little bit. I mean, like everyone sure. does. Sure. Yeah. Well, we got in really a little trouble. We got it. We supposedly got in trouble with a Welsh MP, but then we never heard from him. And I think that friend of his was just causing troubles. But I think we got a Maybe. letter about. I made really? a few comments about the Welsh, and I and I got in trouble. Ron, got in a heap of beautiful trouble. country. What? What beautiful happened? country. No, oh, who, curious. Oh, who cares? To be I'll honest, I'll do some digging. Yeah, Amazing. do a little digging, Gail. Okay. Uh, I right. think she was just a little dismissive. Me. Of the Welsh? Impossible. Impossible. (laughs) Of course I was. That's exactly what happened. And they took all, you know, but I think that we had a little bit of a stir uh, who was trying to stir the pot. Now, Hmm. Gail, is there anything coming up just before that's coming out soon that you're in? Or is Perry Mason your most, most recent thing? Perry and of Mason course, Glow, most... where you were part of that oh, yeah, incredible of cast. I mean, Glow. that total, uh, you know, groundbreaking, fabulous female cast. What a cast. We love so many people in that associated with that show. And it's sad, you know, we started shooting at the beginning of the year, or March, if you can cast yeah. your reins back to March. Um, we were, yeah, we were shooting the fourth season. So there's like some kind of, you know, a couple of episodes are like flowing around out there. That just sitting there. Just going to happen. Yeah. But crazy. And fabulous Genji, who we love, and fabulous Kali, who we love. I mean, so many great people on that. Uh, the with best. The, associated with that project. Um, best. So we should get into this, Gil. What happens here, if you don't already know, mm-hmm. is people who are desperate, absolutely <laughs> desperate in life, write into us because they've got nowhere else to turn. And they write to us and with their fabulous questions. And truthfully, they share their one, they bear their wonderful souls to us. And then we decide what we think. And we're honest about it. If they write into us, they're going to get, if you want to ask a question, you're going to get an answer on this show. Yep, that's right. Okay, so even you if say it's well, Jerry Seinfeld, it doesn't matter. He, I dare him to send us a letter. <laughs> I dare Jerry Seinfeld. So, okay, I, I am it. going to read the first question. I suppose. Sure, sure. Hello, Ron O'Brien, and possible guests. That means somebody sent this to us through our Patreon because they didn't know if we'd have a guest today. We didn't, and we do. It's the we do. Fabulous we have a fabulous Gale guest. Rankin. I love fabulous. it. First of all. Please note that Brian's why is meant with only the greatest respect and deference. Thank you. Now, you and Brian have something in common. You're both people that most people spell their name with an I, but you're wise. With an I. We yeah. are wise. And I like that. 
I do too. I have to say, and by the way, I think it looks nice too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gail it's looks curly. much nicer with a Y, don't you think? And Brian, too. Once you've seen it with the Y, then when you see it with the I, you think, oh, isn't that, wasn't that a missed opportunity? <laughs> yes. Isn't that a shame? Well, you know that um, the storm that's hitting the the, the East Coast right well, now. We know. We're right Gail. in the middle of it. Yeah. But she's Gail with an I. She's Gail with an I. Superstorm Gail. We're right in the middle of it. Brian and I were just talking about walking into the streets and, and on the snowy streets of Marblehead, where we're located at the moment. Right, yeah. you are. It's correct. Yeah. It was yes. absolutely stunning. It was gorgeous. But it is a mess. Someone's going to have to clean it up, which unlike in England or Scotland or wherever you are, if they get one inch of snow, <laughs> the entire country shuts down for three weeks. Fabulous. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. I love it. Yeah. Heathrow love Airport it. did not have a snow plow. The last time I was there, that we, they got two <laughs> inches of snow and Heathrow, it was over Christmas and Heathrow was closed for seven days because they didn't have a snowplow. And Gatwick did have a snowplow because they were owned by somebody who who was a little bit smarter. And that, that was when Gatwick right. pulled ahead. I had yeah. to go fly out of there once during the winter. And they literally said, we have to take the plane to the sun because it's just too cold here. And so we had to sit in the sun in the plane for like 30 minutes. And by the way, it was like Fahrenheit 38. Like yeah. it wasn't crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they wow. don't even have a de-icing machine for right. that. Yeah. What is wrong with us? I mm. want to start by thanking you all uh, for all you do to make this show, this incredible show. I became a CHIP member a few months ago and two shows a week still leaves me wanting more Rana and Brian. Well, it's a good, good, way to, <laughs> good situation to be in. Definitely. Always wanting more. Always leave them wanting more. That's right. Gail knows that from her time of treading the boards. Now to my query. <laughs> How do you tell a coworker they smell bad? We have a new receptionist at work, Sally. She is lovely, funny, professional, hardworking, and takes initiative on tasks. On paper, she's perfect. The only problem is she stinks. At first, I thought maybe it was a one-off, but it has become clear that this is a chronic problem. The smell she gives off is like old B.O. mixed with a musky, not-so-fresh-down-there smell. Excuse me. Feral. Sorry to be graphic, but it's really unlike (laughs) anything I've ever smelled on a person. Wait a minute. Brace yourselves. Brace yourselves. Okay. Parentheses. I work at a vet clinic, and it's worse than many of the animals I work with. Too mean? Maybe. Still accurate? Very much so. As I said... You've never seen a look. The two of you, they should paint the looks on your faces right now. As I said, she is a lovely person and a great coworker, but the smell is just so off-putting, it's hard to ignore. Oof. Is it my place to say something? Are you kidding? Or should I just try to let it go? I don't want to hurt her feelings, but I also think she deserves to know that her lack of hygiene is noticeable. Should I bring it up or just leave it alone? If I do say something, how do I gently let her know without hurting Th- There's Sally's no gently. Feelings? How could there be a gently? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is so gently. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Best olfactorily assaulted. That's the, that's how they signed it. Okay. I'm what, but who is this person <laughs> also? you know, <laughs> like, uh, Is she a vet or is she a clinician? Get, let's get into it. And you Sally. think it's a woman. I don't know whether this is a letters from a woman or a man. But. Oh, you're right. You are right. I think, well, I was being, you know, 
by her their tone I was, just the writing tone I just kind of assumed it was a woman it feels for some female reason. but you know who knows well especially because she Lots of parentheses Exactly, and the down there is that smell. A female, is that a fe- oh down there? I they were familiar with the the, the down there. Oh, because most men have never been down there. <laughs> You're right. I guess I only count myself. But now that we're talking about the down now there, now I'm going to look it up. All, like you know, down maybe there. maybe that's a more polite. Like maybe he's an older gentleman, and he's just like the down there. I'm looking it up woman- just to see. It's a woman. It's from a woman. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but I do want to ask Gail why the parentheses solved. tipped her off. I am curious about that. I don't know. I feel it like is- I do a lot of parentheses. Sure. You know, it's just like, yeah, but, you know, remember that time when, blah, 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 yeah, and a little so sad. moving on. A, yeah, a, a cul-de-sac little. as opposed to a... Yeah, men probably do M dashes and women do parentheses and women do parentheses. Yeah. yeah. Gail, yeah. do you think that ultimately by working on her smell, mm. do you have any inside knowledge as to what could be going on with this smell? You oh. know, a woman knows a woman. A clinical question, yeah. <laughs> She's a an woman expert. knows a woman. And I love that link that you made. You know, <laughs> I love that, Brian, with a Y. You. you know, I, I think, unfortunately, a woman knows a woman. And that's my whole feeling about the whole, the, 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 the whole situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you tell somebody? I don't think so. And maybe that makes me a bad person. But I I don't don't think I would. I don't think it makes you you a bad person. I've worked with people. I've worked with people. Please, name names. Name names. (laughs) We'll let them know right now. Yeah. (laughs) Was it John Lithgow? Was it John Lithgow? John smells great. John smells great. I bet John Lithgow does smell good. Yeah. It's Go Gow. It's Lithgow or Lithgow. I bet he wears aftershave. A lot of people don't, he but really, I bet he does. He does. He probably does. Yeah. It's a really nice soap. He smells yeah. of a great soap. I can see that. I don't know what that. it is, but. Yeah. Um, I will Ma- say. What does Matthew Reese smell so like as long as we're on it, My sister Gail. just called me. Sorry. My sister okay. just called me. I'm well, decline my, her. We're busy. Declined. <laughs> um, I'm just making sure we're all happening still. Sorry. What, is, uh, what does Matthew Reese smell like, Gail? Do you remember? Not hmm. good. Not no, good. Good, good, oh, good, oh, good, no, good, 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 good. He smells good. good. Piney, I think. Piney. Ooh, that's a good smell. Musky, a little bit musky. Yeah, musky. Yeah. He's just or masculine. Not, or, or, or nothing. Or, you know those guys that you're just like, you just smell, you just smell like you and I wouldn't know what that is. It's just like a pheromone that you're just, just yeah. giving off. Like a man. And I'm not in control of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not in control of it. <laughs> that's it's true. It's a natural smell. And, yeah, and neither it's not are a choice. you. Yeah, yeah, it's no one's yeah. choice. No one's well, manipulating it. Well, it was Mother Nature's it. choice. Yeah, somebody yeah, had a hand Mother Nature. Yeah. You're right. Somebody you're right, said, it, they said, we're going to give them this, we're going to give them that. You know what else we're going to give them? We're going to give them this smell. Yeah. And that is going to yeah. be the thing that takes them to the top. That's right, Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how yeah. you could stay Jewish after saying something like that. Well, <laughs> let's put it this way. Somebody also said, we're going to give Sally this smell. So now what are we going to do? Sure. But Rana, what 
Would you, would you, because Brian Listen. and I, you know. Just... Well, Brian hasn't said what he'd do, because I already know it starts with Brian giving her a bubble bath in the, in the dog tub. You know what? Work. That's not a bad idea. I would actually, I could see maybe as a Christmas gift, getting her like bath mm. gel or something mm. or like something like that. But also, I would also, and I know this is an extreme thing to think. Yeah. This country's gone, obviously the world is going through a horrible time right now. Yeah. And this woman was just hired as, as a receptionist. Mm. You don't know her living situation, really. Yeah. You don't know where mm. she's staying. She could be in a shelter. You, you know mm. what I mean? She could be in a car. I know that's I know that's a wild thing to say. I know. Mm. But people are in I that boat. I don't think it's wild. I'm just laughing because we're all, we are, the, the assumption is that the smell is actually a hygiene problem. So that's making me laugh a little bit about- You don't think it's a hygiene issue? I don't. I don't. What do you think it is? I think it is a biological problem. I think she has Mm. um, a bacterial overgrowth of some kind. I think that this is a problem. It's inside out. I think that she has like a vaginosis or a bacteriosis of some kind. And that she really needs to go see a gynecologist who needs to put her on an antibiotic and some kind of an ointment, et cetera, et cetera. And I have bad news for our letter writer here. That's not something you can participate in. So would someone no. know that that was going on with her body though? It seems like they would. You know, it's very funny. I think that, uh, this makes me think of my favorite TV show, of course, in the UK, which is this uh, specific thing of embarrassing bodies, embarrassing bodies, the most, the craziest this, if you want to understand the English, you want to, when you think, just when you think you understand them, where everybody's so polite, nobody really says what they, they say what they think in jokes, but everybody's dancing around and it's fabulous and wonderful. My fa- I mean, honestly, I have such an affinity for that place. It's absolutely my favorite place, but so much energy is expended in that culture of dancing around what you really want to say to someone and what you really want to show to someone. And then when it comes to your physiology or going to a beach or urinating outside a club or whatever it is, everything breaks down. All the social constructs break down. And so on this show, because people are talking about a medical condition, what they do is over and over again, women come in and they say, I have, they bring their like, you know, they have their doctor's van that they bring to different cities mm-hmm. and they see people basically who aren't getting proper care and have an, a problem that they have, that they've let go too long and they need to have it addressed. And I'm not kidding. Nine times out of 10, it is a woman that has something called, th- they call thrush mm-hmm. and we call a yeast infection. Thrush. And these women sit, <laughs> sit down in this truck and spread their legs for the cameras and you see a rash you couldn't have dreamt up in a horror wait, movie. Wait, 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 wait. The viewer what? sees this? 100%. That is the show. They say, oh, I, one of my tests, so they say, oh, tell us what's going on with you. What's, what's the problem? Um, do you know, I've had this, uh, one of my, um, you know, uh, testicles is a little, you know, uh, slightly larger than, the, uh, yeah, well, let's have a look. Shall we have a look? And then um, it looks yes. like they're baking bread. <laughs> There's either a bread in the oven or one elephant testicle and one human testicle. And you think you think you've been walking around with this 
for how long? Oh, uh, well, five to seven years. Five you know that, that. You know, <laughs> five to seven years. That sort of thing. And Gail, have you finished all your Christmas shopping? Because you could get a box set of embarrassing bodies for one of your parents. Well, I'm about to get my. I don't know if you guys have heard about the show, Rana. Have you heard about Naked Attraction? Of course, it's right in the same cat. Naked Attraction. I only watch when I'm in the tub. I watch it on Aquavision at two o'clock in the morning at the Hamyad Hotel. Okay. <laughs> I mean, tell Brian what naked attraction is. Is it like dating naked? naked? Oh no, it's it's no, it's unbelievable. It's, I can I, I I don't want to interrupt you, Rana, but I I couldn't help but make a connection between these two shows because they're naked absolutely attraction is, no question they're from the same production company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm every. You, you assume that we're such a prude nation, you know, and this TV show is uh, uh, there's eight people naked in a different colored perspex boxes. Okay. Like silos. One clothed, yeah. yeah. There's one clothed human being and um, they have to watch and judge the naked body as the like the 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 perspex box lifts. And so you see like, you know, you don't see my head and then you just start seeing, well, you, it starts from and the they, feet. And, they, from the feet up. and they eliminate people. They say, so you said, so here's everybody's feet and then here's everybody's testicles and then here's everybody's <laughs> chest and you get to eliminate people round by round. And then in the end you have to choose one. And then that person comes out and you go around the corner and you have a drink with them. But and whose works penis out is attractive, doesn't. isolated? Do you know what I mean? And then Look. they sometimes make them like shake, shake, like oh, shake dance, it around, shake their willies, shake it around. Yeah, yeah, willies. Yeah. And they always yeah. say, "And that's yeah. a nice willy. Would you yeah, stick that willy in your vagina?" Like oh, it's like, oh my fuck. God. And it's so gross. And the contestants are always like, I I quite like that tattoo. You know, it's always the cheapest tattoos you've ever seen. And but we love first dates on this show. We watch first dates UK all the time, which we love. Oh yeah. And first dates hotel, which always makes me cry that show. Always. So good. But in any event, I just think I think Sally has a uh an issue. And I don't think you can say anything. She's either aware of it. To answer your question, Brian, people just let things go because they're embarrassed or they think they're going to go away or they think this is just how it is. She may think I'm a person that smells. And I think a lot of women, you talk about a gut imbalance. The female anatomy is a very similar environment, which is there's all different flora and fauna and bacteria and everything else. And it's a very delicate environment and you can, it's a sturdy environment, but if there's an imbalance or an overgrowth, it can, and it's left too long, it really can take months and months to try and put that back together. And so I think a lot, I also Mm -hmm. think it has a lot to do with medicine and the way that people are raised thinking about their bodies. And I think a lot of women don't think about this in the way that in the general population, people have IBS, but they don't make a connection between that and how, what they put in their stomach or how they treat their stomach or whether there's an, they took so many antibiotics that there's no more of this left. We just don't think that way. It's a, it's an absolute shame because it's such an important, look, your whole body's a microbiome and an ecosystem and one thing connects to another, but a lot of people don't think of medicine that way. They just think of it as this has a cut this needs a band-aid. This is a thing that, you know, everything is compartmentalized. She has an issue. 
She's embarrassed about it. She probably knows about it. She could be immune to the smell at this point. She needs to see someone. You are not the person to tell her that. What you can do is you can buy her a candle for her desk and you can buy a candle for your desk. And that's, ab- <laughs> that's about what you can do in this situation. Or if they don't allow fire, those like, you know, room Get thing, the sticks. Oh, the sticks. Yes. 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 But you could do that. That's not a bad that you- idea. The fact that this person doesn't mind the smell of lizards and rabbits and dogs and everything else, and they mind this smell. The other thing I personally would do is I'd put a little Vicks VapoRub under my nostrils <laughs> at work. I'm not kidding. I would. That's they have good. a terrific one in London, in uh, England. What's it called? The nose opener. It's oh, called. And you yeah. like, you huff it. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. What oh, is it called? It's yeah. called nose something. I'll think of it. I nose love it. Candy. I don't think. But you can get, why was I going to say poppers? That's wrong. <laughs> she, she can she do poppers anyway. at the beds. Yeah. Get them anyway. Poppers, right? <laughs> do poppers. No, I, I love those inhalers too much. Yeah. yeah. Or you can put a little, um, put a little lavender oil on your wrists in the morning and, you know, but yep. there really isn't much you can do here. And it's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, All yeah. Right. Okay. Best of luck. Yeah. Olfactorily yeah. assaulted. Oh, I, want, I can't wait for Brian to see embarrassing bodies. Oh, I, I can't always, wait either. It's unbelievable. These people, they act so shy. The other thing they do is give them free breast reductions on the NHS all the time. What? That's great. They come in and they say... Because they have back uh, problems. Yeah, but, yes, but my, I, I think a breast reduction is a medical issue. It can be, yeah. Yeah. Certainly. But I mean, these people just, you know, shy, 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 and then they spread their legs and it's, you know, the worst... <laughs> The worst elephantitis you've ever seen. Okay. Good God. Yeah. Okay. Dear Bonna, Brian, and wonderful guest. That's you, Gail. I am in the middle of what is probably the most stressful time I've ever had in my life. I know that's true for a lot of us now because of the pandemic. Yeah. I feel like this year has thrown every possible challenge at me. I had my first baby in August after going through most of my second trimester at the height of the pandemic in New York and having a relatively quiet third trimester thanks to the lull we had this summer. Still, my pregnancy and maternity leave were spent mostly in isolation because of the risks of COVID. So far, my son has only met my parents, who live locally, and two close friends, outside only, six feet apart. By the way, I would like anyone who complains about wearing a mask to the store to try wearing one during labor and an emergency C-section and then let me know how hard it is to wear one for 30 minutes while buying groceries. That's for you, Rana. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone knows I don't go buy groceries, so that's fine. That's true. But uh, we're getting getting a little tingle of your rage, dear. We understand you've had a hard year. Definitely. It's coming to the surface, okay? Yeah. Yeah. In addition to the- In addition to the stress of having a newborn during a pandemic, my mother was recently diagnosed with cancer, excuse me, with cancer. To make things even more complicated, she's the caregiver for my father who has Parkinson's. Mentally, he's fine, but he has physical limitations and can't drive or cook, and he moves very slowly. He wouldn't be able to drive my mom to appointments or to move quickly if she needs help. COVID also limits what in-home caregiving options are safe for them. I'm an only child, so I always knew by the way, I do feel like I'm an only child. That comes through. Yeah. I'm an only child, so so I always knew that, and that's not a critique, that's just an observation. Sure. So I always knew that the caregiving would fall to me once my parents needed me. I didn't expect that it would happen with this kind of timing, however. I'm slated to return to work in a month, and I'm hoping I can work remotely to minimize exposure and keep everyone healthy. My husband has, this is the first we're hearing about the husband. My <sighs> husband has been working well, at home. another clue. 
Yeah. My husband has been working at home full-time and does everything he can to help me, but it's hard when he still has to be present for his job. I'm torn with what to do. We live about 45 minutes away from my parents and had planned to move closer to them last spring, but the pandemic changed our plans. Now I'm wondering, do we break our lease early and move closer so that caregiving is easier? Do we stick it out until our lease is up in June to avoid complications with money and credit? How do I balance caring for a newborn, caring for my parents, and working? Giving up my job completely is not an option, in part because of finances and in part because I've worked very hard to get where I am in my career and my field is not one that has a lot of openings available. So if I were to leave and come back, it would be very hard to get a comparable job and salary. What can I do to make sure I don't lose my mind balancing all of this? Thanks for your help. A. Oh. I'll say this. Is it called Happy Nose, Gail? Is it called Happy Nose? Happy Nose? Happy Nose. The, 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 yeah, the, is that what it's called? So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dude. All right, go on. That sounds delicious. I love how interested you were in the. I know, right? She's like, my life is falling apart. It is a lot. lot. Happy Nose. That's exactly what it's called. Okay, go on, dear. This isn't really an answer except to one specific question. Yeah. Everyone can get out of their lease right now. Yeah, definitely. So I think you could put that part aside. I don't really have another answer yet, but that part specifically, you can get out of your lease and you won't be penalized for it. So you can do that. If you want to do that, occasionally I'm catching a glimpse of you don't really want to do any of this stuff, which Mm. is fine. Everyone has that feeling when you're overwhelmed that you don't want to do Mm. a minute of it. But you started talking about moving close to your parents and then why you couldn't break your lease. Um, and it's sort of like, well, no, you can break your lease. And I bet you might even know that without being penalized and you can move closer to your parents. Not to I'm mention, not saying the world hasn't handed you a shit be? sandwich. What's this yeah. penalty? They're going to keep your security deposit and which they is, won't, which I wouldn't be happy about, not but it's not something year. any of us can count on anyway. Yeah, but it's not even happening. When you give right you a security deposit, you should assume your landlord is going to come up with five different tricks to keep it. That's just what I want to say about that. They, there's not a more flexible time to get out of a lease than right now. So you can move closer to your parents. That is something you can do. And but you won't have to worry about it. Moving closer to her parents means taking on more of the responsibility. I don't think of she wants care. to move closer to her parents. Yeah. And I, I think, think she's not saying point. it, but she doesn't want to. Well, and that's fine. It's like that thing, you know you have to do it and you just want to put it off for as long as you can. So this is also, look, your mother has cancer, okay? I don't, I'm not, I know I get a lot of flack around here occasionally for acting like who cares about money. That's not, I don't, and I don't actually think that's justified or fair because I always think about the position that our people are in that write to us. But of course, I don't know how aggressively this is moving. I don't know what's, I don't, maybe she doesn't know how aggressively it's moving. And this is the other thing with cancer. It's always a moving target. So even if it's going well right now, sometimes somebody's on a drug. It seems like the thing with cancer drugs are they work until they don't work. And sometimes they work for long enough to put you in remission. Sometimes they put you on the next one and that one works. And sometimes none of them work for people. And it is absolutely devastating and it is the absolute cross-section between where we'd like to believe we are as a you as a world in terms of science and technology and progress and the idea and then the other part of that being that 
sometimes Mother Nature comes from you and your time is up and depending on all these different factors, there's nothing you can do. That is not, I don't know what your mother's situation is. I don't know where she is. I'm just saying this can break in a lot of ways. And the last thing you're going to care about when that happens is that you didn't get your security deposit back on your apartment when you moved or that you spent a little too much on the move or whatever it is. But this is one of those situations where if you're able to, money is just money. And Not to mention, depending on their insurance, if they're on Medicare, I mean, these there yeah. are things available to them that yeah. would cost almost nothing. If depending on what their insurance is, is but like. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm really talking about this obstacle that our letter writer is placing in front of herself, as you so keenly pointed out, Brian, mm. which is that she's talking about all these obstacles to moving. She was dying to move closer to her parents until her mother got mm. cancer. Mm. I mean, that, that's the timeline. And we're it doesn't not saying have, that, but we're saying it. And it doesn't have to mm. be her responsibility. That's what, like you can get. You can literally get help through your insurance depending on what kind you have or hire a neighbor once or twice a week and your parents could hopefully cover it. If not, maybe you could pitch in for it. But there are solutions that don't have to involve you yet. And by the way, just tell your parents- tricky. Why? Because depending on how, if her mother's doing pretty well with the chemo, then probably insurance isn't going to pay for a helper. It's one of these strange things where you sort of have to reach a threshold. And then once you reach the threshold, that kind of every, all these insurances are different, but look, this is the reality of a lot of families, which is that they take care of each other's children or they take care of each other's elderly or, and they're the only person that can do it. And that might be the situation that you're in, but the bad news for you, for all of us, but for you, is you have two chronically ill people in your life, and they're not, this isn't going to go on forever. You know, either your mother's going to get better, which would be wonderful, or she isn't, and your father, the same thing. But this situation is a somewhat temporary situation, meaning, this is unfolding. This is how it's going to be for maybe a year or two years or something like that. But this isn't the next 10 years of your life. This is a crisis that your family is going through. We're all working from home right right now. Like, I don't think it hurts to just move back there then. You're very lucky that you can work from home. There is no, the other piece of this to address is that there is no question that this is the most stressful in any, at any time, this is the most stressful, upsetting. You're an only child. These people are your entire world. You probably finally feel like you just started your own family and that you sort of got out from under that family unit. Not that you don't love your parents, but that you're striking out on your own. And, you know, when you have an only child, the whole family is triangulated on the child. And probably you wanted to move out near them so that they could help you with the baby. Correct. She wanted to move out there, have a little extra help, and also have that lovely idea of we bring the baby over and it's da, da, da. And so part of what we're going through right here is not just mourning, (sighs) pre-mourning whatever's going on with the parents. It's mourning the loss of what you thought this time in your life was going to be. You thought this was going to be a wonderful honeymoon period. Gail, what do you think? 
No, it's, it's, it's devastating and it's hard to control your own, you know, I was, the first thing that popped into my head was like, you know, if you can afford it, if your insurance again can afford it, like, do you have a therapist? Yeah. Do you have a person yeah. to be talking about this Great. stuff with, you know, Definitely. because it did feel more complex than the sum of its parts, you know, like, you know, we were talking about the rent and the, or the, the it's not about the job. It's not about the, yeah. Obviously, money has a lot to do with it, and insurance in in America has a lot to do with it. But it does feel like more of a cycle, and and very much a logistical pr- crisis and a psychological crisis as well. So I was like, oh, she might maybe looking into that. No also, question. what is your husband doing during this to help you with mm-hmm. this, and what has he offered to do to help you through this? Um, I do well, think that there's. That it's curious she mentioned him halfway through, and I know she says he's supportive, but surely he can handle something in this. It's a lot of burden. And he may very well be be trying and be perfect and may and be offering, can I do this? Can I do that? Yes, let's move to your parents. Who cares about the security deposit? Da 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 da. But this is also the problem of an only child, which is that she is used to being the only person in the world. And so even though she has this husband and this family unit, I'm getting the the vibe off of this letter that she's not letting him in or not telling him what she needs and that she is choosing, and who could blame her, but choosing to feel overwhelmed and angry about this. And all I can say about that is that You're totally entitled to those feelings, but they're not going to help you solve any of these problems and they're not going to make this situation any better and they're not going to help you through it in any way. And so you're allowed to feel those feelings whenever they come up, but you also have to find a way. And I think a therapist is absolutely, you, yeah, you don't have a therapist. That's great advice. You want that therapist now because this therapist is going to yeah. take yeah. you through this process. This is a big moment. It's absolutely disappointing that this baby has arrived at the same, that life and death have arrived on your doorstep at the same time. Yeah. I mean, truly it breaks my heart to even think about it, but this is the hand you dealt and you want to handle this with dignity and compassion and to the best of your ability. And this is, look, no one would envy this situation, but you have to try and find joy in the moments with this baby and you also, there's something beautiful about when people are sick, there is something so healing and wonderful about a baby, mm-hmm. really. And for, I mean, I think your mother, there's so much joy to be had for bringing the baby over. And by the, by the way, I wouldn't, you need to be careful with that. Bring the baby over for a little bit of time and then, because your mother will be exhausted and she won't tell you that she's exhausted, but you don't want to exhaust her. So a little like half hour visit of some joy and then get the baby out. Because babies are draining and exhausting, but yeah. adorable. But you need to reframe this. And you also, I hate to say it, need to you need to face this, but I don't think you should face it alone. You need a therapist. Or all at once. Like tomorrow, make a call to your landlord. You know what I mean? And that's all you got to do that day. Totally. Or say to your husband, I need you to deal with the move. We need to move. I need you to call the landlord. I need you to figure out where we're going to. And I need that to happen. And I, I just need you to do that. Gail, do you have open communication with your lovers? 
Yeah, I really good. try to, you know. <laughs> I was just asking. It's good to. No, we need to. You have to. And it's so interesting. You guys called it. You were like, oh, only mentioning the husband now. You know, like, you know, it does feel like she's taking on a lot on her own. Yeah. And I'm tempted to do. I, 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 I Are have you an only child? Or? For doing that. No, I have an older sister. Okay. But like, I'm the kind of, I'm the, I'm the younger sibling that kind of decided that they were their older sibling, you know, and took yes. on all the responsibility. Which was, yeah. I don't know what that's about, but <laughs> plus, I that's mean, another. you you are are is your family is anyone else in your family um, an artist? No, no one. Yeah, so no one. I mean, in a certain way, you're also with people who are unfamiliar with what you do or what you wanted a little bit yeah. and struck out. You know, to go to school in America and all that stuff. Like, I, yeah. I can see that, that so you would feel. I can feel, relate. I can relate yeah. to A, you know, in terms of just the overwhelm is almost comfortable, which is not fair. You know, don't, you know, don't. It's also live just in not working for, it's not going to work for her in this moment. No. And I, right, I think all three of us can relate to that. I think mm-hmm. we're doers. I think we're people who, in our lives, people come to us and say, Ah, what do I do? And you say this, this, and this. Or and when also, you it's easier problem, to say jump in. You think, oh, it just would be easier for me to do it myself than to have to like explain what needs to be done. You know, I am like that a lot too, and it's a oh, fault. Yeah. yeah, but I think you really tapped into something, Brian, where you where you noticed the procrastination or the avoidance that's happening here around this move, mm-hmm. which is that she knows the minute she gets there life changes. So at the moment it's her and the husband and the baby in this and her stress in this bubble. But the minute she gets there, and I don't think she needs to give off up her career or anything else, but if ever there was a time to say, I need a little more time off, my mother was just diagnosed with cancer. I mean, that may not be this moment that may be later down the road, but that's not going to stall your career. That's something that people have to give you if you ask for it. So we we, I hope we sounded compassionate enough in this response because I think we couldn't even imagine, you know, nobody wants to be in the situation that we're in. We have nothing but the deepest compassion for you, but the operating system is no longer functioning. So we need to address the operating system. This might be a throwing money at it situation, which I don't, whatever. If but you can, if great. You, can, you yeah. could also- yeah get help with the baby once, twice, three times a Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Um, just so you have, you don't have to, I think we've given this advice to another uh, listener who, th- even if it's just two hours a day to where you don't have to think about the baby. Or put the you baby just know the baby's care, taken care of. Because there yeah. are daycares that are functioning through the pandemic. So, yeah. I mean, mm. you know, with very small children and the right protocols, I mean, there's, it's just time to get into solution mode. And I have a feeling this person is in the mode right now where everything is no, no, no. Yeah. Because they feel yeah. so overwhelmed, they can't make a decision. So maybe all day long, the husband is saying, what about this? What about this? What about if I took the baby to my mother's for a week? What if I, th-? you know, no, no, let me think about it. Let me think, you know, that's where you have to get unstuck here and, and really roll up your sleeves because this is going to be the shittiest ride of your life. But it's, it will be so important to you how you handled yourself on the way, on the other side of this. So... Let us know what's happening. Keep us posted. All right. I'm going to speed it up here on this next one. Dear Ron and Brian and guest, that's you, Gail. First, please let me express my sincerest thank you to you both for all of your amazing work. I know many fans have said this, but listening to you twice a week, of course, I'm a carriage house member, has been such a lifeline during the hellscape that was America in 2020. 
well, we have an international guest, so let's acknowledge their hellscape as well. But we also had an election. <laughs> and we, we and, it, and it went the right and way. That's right. And you're, you all are Brexiting right now. Yeah. Oh, well, they oh. are and they aren't. They Did never, they do it yet? It, no, they're I mean, in the same no. exact place they've always been, which is it's going to be a no-deal Brexit, of course. Wasn't something supposed to happen this week, though? This no. December thirty yeah, first. Oh, December thirty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're having another dinner. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Angela Move, Merkel's right being forced to yeah to have to watch Boris Johnson eat again. Yeah. Yeah. If you're wondering oh. why they if you're wondering why they can't come to an agreement, it's because Boris Johnson's you know Hungry. sleeve sleeve is in his soup. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 <laughs> Well, he spent the first 20 years of his career insulting everyone in Brussels, and now he needs something from them. So it's a very peculiar situation that, that they're in. Situation. But in any event, as a journalist lambasting uh, the European Union for his own personal gain, <laughs> and here we Fair are. Fair enough. I am a bisexual woman who has been with my boyfriend for five years. Our relationship is wonderful, and I am able to be honest and vulnerable with him in ways I never thought possible. My best friend, who I've known since I was a child, is in the process of divorcing her wife and will likely gain sole custody of her three-year-old son. Wow. Last week, she told me that she's in love with me. She said she wants to be with me, have me step, become a step-parent to her kid, and hopefully have a baby so he could have a sibling. This, I, my blood is boiling Mine right is now. Too. I just want everyone to know that. Boiling? Ooh. She is masculine of Santa and would never want to be pregnant, but wants her son to have a sibling. I despise this person. I just want that to be said before I go any not, further. Not the writer, though. The, um, the, the, friend. the, the friend. Completely. I'm with you. Best friend. The person who only cares about what they want in this world and doesn't mind telling anybody. And I'm sorry if this is, she's a lovely, wonderful best friend, but I bet there's a vestige here of whatever that old friend, I want you to go look back at your friendship when you were eight and tell me if she ever gave you half the candy bar before she gave it to herself. But does she know that though? Because she started by saying like, I'm in a really happy relationship. Like, look at the setup, you know? Anyway, sorry. No, what do you mean by that? Keep talking. What do you mean? Well, you know, the setup is I'm really happy. I'm stable. I'm in a good place. She right. said the extremity of the, the setup yes, okay. makes me think that, like, our friend, our writer knows what's up. Mm. But I think we need to know more. Maybe. You know, I see what you mean. Yes, I see what, what you mean. She, her best friend is a bully. Okay. That's what's going on here, in my opinion. But we're going to read the rest of this yeah. and we're going to find out. Just meaning, sometimes you have these friends and she's been my friend forever and she's so fun and she's charismatic and I love her and da 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 da. And then you go to, you really take a step back and you think, huh, did she ever do anything for me if I didn't ask her or before like, I, truly, you know? What kind of best friend just goes hard, all in on like, I want to break life, up your thing. My life blew up, so I'm going to blow up yours to put my life back together the way I need it to be. Not to mention, it's a little too soon for a rebound of that caliber, of that yeah. intensity. You know what I mean? Not, like, this not is... when you're a total narcissist who knows exactly what they want and makes people do it. I guess. While I love her deeply, I am not in love with her, nor am I sexually attracted to her. Okay. Isaac suggested that perhaps this is just a reaction to the divorce, Brian, there you go, and and becoming a single parent. But she said no. She's definitely in love with me and doesn't want to be with anybody else. I feel deep sympathy for her, but I also feel hurt and angry. By asking me to be with her, she was asking me to make several huge sacrifices, not the least of which would be leaving my boyfriend, which I do not 
parentheses, Gail, which I do not want to do, and becoming a parent, parentheses, which I never want to do. Okay? She does not want to be a parent. She also actively... Is she afraid to tell the friend no to this offer? Correct. Bully, Rana (laughs) called it. Rana called it. She also participates in a major religion, which after being raised by a pastor, I am fundamentally opposed to. My question is... She sounds like pure joy, this person. My question is, how do we move forward? I don't want to lose this friendship, but I don't want to be best friends with someone who is in love with me. I told her she needed to start trying to move on, and she told me she didn't want to. I don't want to abandon her as she's going through a divorce in the pandemic with a small child and some career uncertainty, but I don't want to lead her on by staying too close to her. Am I? I'm so angry. I am too, Rana. I'm pissed. Also, the idea that this woman. The ornaments off Gail's tree right now. That's how I want to ransack Gail's gorgeous apartment right now. That's how I feel. Yeah, rip those crackers. crackers. (laughs) Honestly, and I'll tell you this too. You know, I wasn't going to say this before, but you know, this person bullied her soon to be ex wife for soul custody. Do you know what I mean? You know yeah. she Now she wants someone else to raise the it. child. And do I have a pregnancy have for her? One. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't want a baby? Oh my God, this person. Am Bad. I wrong to be mad at her for asking me to be with her? Can I tell her that now? Should I wait until she has moved on? Or do I never tell her? Please help. Kiss, kiss, anonymous. Gail, what would you do? I want to know. Oh, hold on. Well, you I keep want... talking. The UPS guy's looking for me. Hold on. Oh, okay. Keep talking. <laughs> Yo, what would you do? I want to be the person who's like, look, you're fucking up my life. Like, you know, I want to be the person who's like, yes. ha- I don't care where you're at. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have sympathy for you. I love you. I'm not in love with you. But you can't do this to me or anyone else anymore. Like, you have to sort your shit out. Where that's not that person's responsibility necessarily to tell that, you know, to tell their friend that they have to get their shit together. But yeah. Have you ever had like a friend? It doesn't have to be now or anything, but have you ever had a friend who was sort of a bully who would bully you into things? Or have you never had that dynamic? Luckily, I've never had that dynamic. Yeah, it's healthy. It's that's it's a real thing. It's but like, unfortunately, like whatever your sexuality is, but I do find that, you know, it can be a women, women toward women. I've, I've certainly heard multiple. I don't want to stereotype, but like I've heard like the mean women, girl thing or something. Yeah, yeah. she's my friend. And Queen me, Bee. That sh- yeah. You know, like, why are we? Why is that? Ha- like, yeah, this it's, person hit it, Rana. Let's does go in. not care in the slightest about what you want out of your life. So even if you were considering being in a relationship with her, which is going to make my blood boil even crazier, if that were even a possibility, but you're not, it sounds like you you know what you want in a healthy way, et cetera, et cetera. This person would be the worst possible partner. This person does not care about you or your goals or your interests or what you want in life. And this the person minute, checks the mileage on your car if you if you go too far away. Totally. Yeah. And the minute she tried to blow up your relationship, yeah, was the moment where this sentence became totally un- invalid, invalidated. 
I don't want to abandon her as she's going through a divorce in the pandemic with a small child and some career uncertainty, but I don't want to lead her on by staying too close to her. You're not abandoning her. This is she none did, of your fault. She took a risk. And everybody yeah. takes a risk when they quote unquote express their feelings to other people in a romantic way. And sometimes it breaks your way and sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, you deal with the fallout and the consequences. And that is just called life. But this is what you do with a fucking friend if you're in love with them. She's you not say, your friend. No, because what you would say is. I have something to get off my chest that I know is going to sound awful and I know how happy you are, but I, I just feel like I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't tell you that I really do have feelings for you on a deeper level. And I just wanted to say that and either you throw that out or whatever, we can move on. But I just, and honestly, you probably shouldn't even do that if you know your friend's yeah, in a happy relationship. when did she get divorced? When did she get divorced? Did this it is say? happening now, it seems. It seems like we're right in the middle of this. Right, so like, wait, wait. Or yeah. wait, you know, like take exactly. a beat. Like she, exactly. Like, yeah, your emotions are all over the place during something like that. I'm in yeah, a happy, great relationship. Life is full of romantic injustices. We've all pined for this one or been in love with another and, or had a little flirtation with someone that we shouldn't. And circumstance has just dictated that it was impossible because that person either wasn't interested or was already happy with someone else. They're unhappy. It's another story. But, and that is just life and timing and everything else. But this woman, this woman wants to set up her life correct. before her yeah. old one ends. Like the, she just wants to, like, it's yeah. as if you're like just, not quitting a job until you have a new one. She That's wants what to she's move doing. into your uterus. Never mind just, I mean, <laughs> She wants you to be an absolute concubine, indentured servant, nanny, mother. She doesn't want to have, you want another baby? You carry it. She's a woman. I'm going to say, I don't care if she's masculine or not masculine. Be friends with this person. Do not even pursue a friendship this with this asshole. Over. This the is fact over. This is over. Over. Yeah. Yep. I would never, I wouldn't spend another minute with and this crazy. And I would crazy. make a big deal of having it over. I actually would look for, this is one of those rare moments in life where I would look forward to this conversation because it's yeah. so mm. clear. Have your ducks in a row. Clear. Yeah. yeah. You, she has no, and I, like I said, like, I think she knows it. Like she's asking you guys, like she's saying, am I crazy to be mad? Like the, you know, no, the answer you is know what no. else, Gail? You know what else I'm getting a vibe on here? I'm just oh, realizing wow. my shtetl clairvoyance is coming through. Oh, here we go. <laughs> She's jealous. Who's jealous? Oh, wow. The friend. The gay, uh, the, oh. the getting divorced friend is jealous of the stability that you have mm. found in this relationship with, the, and she's furious that it's a man. And she's jealous and she wants her life exploded and she wants to explode your life. And she yeah. doesn't want you seem to have settled into a situation where you get to be bisexual, but you get to be with a partner that you love, who understands you and what you're about, who also doesn't want kids and that you guys have a great thing going and her thing exploded and she's mm. an alpha and you're a beta and you don't deserve to have what she doesn't have. And so she is going to take that away and she's going to put it right. She's going to take what she needs and put your resources right in her house. But your mm. instincts are right on and just truly like respect yourself and, you know, be, you deserve the happiness you have. Yeah. But I don't think you're don't angry when you talk that. to her unless she pushes you even further during that conversation. I would in end which this case, though. Yeah. I mean, I would say to her, look, I've thought a lot about what you said. 
uh, I am flattered that you feel that. I don't even think you need to say that, to be honest. I think, and you just say, look, I don't think we feel the same way. Uh, we've had a wonderful friendship. I love you as a friend. Um, this is a pretty destabilizing thing that you said to me. So it's going to take me some time to process that. And mm. I'm probably not going to be able to be there for you in the way that I normally would. And I hope you'll respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very happy with Barry or whatever the boyfriend's <laughs> name is. And uh, I don't feel like changing that. I'm not changing that situation. So good luck to you, basically. But no, 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 no. Don't mess with my stuff. No. Barry's your family right now. Yeah. She's coming for you and your family right now. Keep that She's in coming mind. For and me. she doesn't care this is about not, any. No. She wants to explode your life. Yeah. This is a threat. Yeah. And this not only did she romantic. bring it up once, she then said, Well, I'm not going to stop. She's also, a bully. Yeah, I don't care. No, no, it's how I feel. I don't care. That's bully. scary. Narcissistic yeah. bully. Time Awful. to move on. Okay. Terrifying. So, Gail, this is the point yeah. in our program. Brian will explain. That's right. Where you have to sing. Just kidding. Where? Um, <laughs> oh, I wish. I bet Gail has a beautiful voice. I'm sure she does. <laughs> um, we go through. We just uh, we give away something special to one of the people who wrote in. Yeah. So mm. I forget how we're doing it now, Ronna. We're we're oh, we're deciding who the person is first for the month of December. We did our big Veronica episode at the beginning of the month where we we do our list of gifts and what we think people should be giving. And so what we do now for this month is we decide who wins, and it's only based on a feeling. And then Brian picks from the list. Uh, and sometimes I veto it, but not often. I don't. I don't veto. I. I say what. I sometimes make a suggestion to go with it. Right. Brian picks what they're getting off ironica list. Sure. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So are we giving it to? And I'll go in reverse order. The bisexual woman who's in a great relationship whose friend wants to just destroy it. Are we giving it to? Um, my mother was just diagnosed with cancer, and I have a newborn. Or are we giving this to the um, person who thinks their coworker smells? <laughs> well, she knows her coworker smells. It's the person who knows her coworker smells. Does she deserve yes. a gift more than the others? I guess that's what we have to I weigh weirdly, here. My instinct was the first one. <laughs> and by the first one, I mean Sally, not Sally. Uh, well, then we're sending her a candle, obviously. What are we going to yeah. send? What, what else is on the list, Brian, that we could send her? Yeah. For something smell? Is she really winning? Is I the smelly know. co-worker no, no, really winning? Maybe not. I'm not saying no. no. I'm not saying no. Like, I just want to. Brian, Let's what's see. your right. instinct? Gail votes for the stinky co-worker. <laughs> what do you vote for, Brian? I'll vote for the woman with the parents. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Ronner? Mm. <sighs> it's tricky. <laughs> They all, they yeah. all do and don't deserve something this week. No, what? they all, do, they all. I'm just kidding. They all deserve. These are all dire situations. But I think the gift to the last one truly was our advice, which is get out there, stake your claim, and enjoy one yeah. of the few moments in your life where you get to say exactly what you think and also hold the higher ground. And if she sure. pushes you, push back a little bit. I just want to say that. Don't don't be afraid to say. That's enough. We've had this conversation three times and mm. I've said it. So that's what, that's where I am on this and it'll feel great. Uh, let us know what happens. 
Yeah. Okay. It's true. Number two really, really does need yeah. to. She's going through absolutely what has to be the hottest time in her life. Okay. So, okay. so what's something we can give her, Brian, that's either cozy or smells great or something that helps to take five because she's a cartoon whose, uh, you know, thermometer is about to burst. Well, I do think a candle still applies. Okay. I also think we could get her um, one of the, like a pair of the slippers uh, from MoMA or something. Oh, that's or a top nice drawer. idea. Uh-huh. I also think we could give her uh, an Ann Sons. Oh, a little chocolate box. A beautiful yeah. little chocolate box. Oh, chocolate. Gail, um, what do you think? What, what do you think? Are, oh, those great. three options, what would you want to get if your whole life was uh, <laughs> circling a drain? <laughs> And it was Slippers. your job, and it was you, and it was your job to plunge it. Slippers, great. <laughs> yeah, Slippers you need that. You need that ground. You need that comfy ground. It's true. And you, the other thing is, you step into those slippers and you take a breath and you say, "All right, <laughs> from the feet up, I have to face this." Sure, yeah. but your yeah. feet don't have to worry about a thing. No, Mm-mm. I love that, and they'll yeah. be nice in the new home because you're moving home, dear. So enjoy your new house shoes in your new house and take a picture of them (laughs) and, and move home sooner rather than later. Let's not prolong this conversation. It's happening. The move is happening. So let's get the wheels in motion. Okay. Please watch Perry Mason. I will too. Please watch Perry Mason. (laughs) Brian, please watch Perry Mason. I'm going to, you know, I watched the first two and I loved it, but there's just something about good television that I can't finish. Well, let me tell you something about Perry Mason. I'll just say it. Yeah. It, the first two were a little slow. Not and even. Then, they were great. They were gorgeous. No, they, no, but they are. Because when you get to the third one, you realize the pace changes in the third episode. Yeah. And then the rest of the series feels... I'm just being perfectly honest. And then the rest You're of the already. the rest of the rest uh, series feels like that from, from the third episode on. So the first two almost could have been one episode and they stretched it out a little bit. And then the third one is where it... Because the end of the second one is where we sort of have our cliffhanger. And then from three on, it's zoom, zoom, zoom. And then I yes, would just Rana. say, go through yeah. the IMDb. Is that fair, Gail? So fair. It's as if yeah. you're on the inside, Rana. Oh, on I'm the on inside. the inside you know of everything. What's better? <laughs> binge. This is my advice to you, listeners. Binge Perry Mason this uh, break. Why not? Yeah. Terrific. It's gorgeous. And, then watch, and watch your Oksana Bayul figure skating videos, which we're also going to be doing And watch Oksana Bayul figure, that figure skating yeah. videos. Which <laughs> Give <them>. All <laughs> right, Gil, we're going we're gonna to let you go, Gil, uh, and then we're going to do our cliffhanger well, without hey. you. But thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you um, for having it's me. It's really been a treat. And all the way from London. And will you please keep us posted on everything you're doing? Because Brian wasn't kidding. It's very rare that you have a career where you get to do I know, all like, of these prestige high projects. profile projects. Yeah. And you're so good in each and every one of yeah. them. It's such a pleasure thank to watch you. you do what you do. So please, please just keep doing it as long as you possibly even have an inkling. Also, it's so nice to talk to an actor, actor, because a lot of times it's, I'm an actor and a, com- a comedian and I write when I need to write, like da 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 da. And this Ugh. is just, no, this is Which, a I thought it would be more boring. It's just actor. like all I do is acting. No, but you're, <laughs> but you're brilliant at it. That's We're the difference. We're so tired of multi hyphenates around yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. I'm just a parenthesis. Right. Uh, that's right. Well, so am you- I, technically. 
And I'm a triple parenthesis, which means Jewish if you put three parentheses on the outside of someone's name. A couple of years ago, that was the dog whistle on Twitter. They would write Ronna Glickman with three parentheses around it. And that's how all the white supremacists are were telling, telling each other she's Jewish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <gasps> that a is big deal. horrifying. Right around Charlottesville and that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. It was that. truly, truly sinister. Gail, go have a shandy on us, okay? Yes. Gail? But a shandy, I will. Thank a shandy you guys really so isn't. Much. Maybe in Scotland it's Sprite and beer, but it's really Sprite lemonade shandy. and beer. Yeah, Sprite it's really shandy. lemonade. All right, dear. Oh. Yeah. Was she a living doll? She really was. I mean, she's just like I just I never get over when people just have that actor thing. Like she's yeah. an actual. She channels people. She's an empath. Yeah. But also such an open, lovely person. I mean, yeah. what I felt like she'll work for the rest of her life because who no wouldn't doubt about who it? Who wouldn't want to be around her? Exactly. Yeah. And by the way, I was looking at some pictures of her, Rana. She's like been full platinum hair many times. Oh yeah, she's a total a total uh, chameleon. She can yeah. transform. And in Perry Mason, she has that old fashioned face. But yes, she can she also does. She look can do that. like in Glow, she can look totally cutting edge punk, uh, yeah. you know, forward. It's she just, vi- she's a, a, a total uh, canvas. That's just who she is. Yeah. What a love. And I loved her tree gave me such wonderful it London. It really was oh, warm. Made me yeah. miss London terrible. Yeah. 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 Uh, Okay, so we have to read our cliffhanger. So we're gonna. So we're sending. Uh, what did we decide we're sending to? We're uh, sending slippers, I believe, slippers. or house slippers. Okay. To, um, yes. Yeah, we're gonna have to find out what size her shoe is. We'll we'll leave that to Tony Mana to email with her and find out what size shoe she has, so we can send her some slippers. Well, let's hope he doesn't have any kind of foot issue. Speaking. Oh, a yeah. fetish. Yes, exactly. Speaking of, wouldn't that be funny if Tony's thing was fate? That was. His- <laughs> We have, uh, I forgot to bring this up at the beginning. Remember, yeah. I was a little bit famished because I had been on Bitch Sash last night, which was, you know, such a big, such a big deal for it me. It really is. Yeah. I mean, that is like, it's. Oh, they get a million. I don't know how many people they had there, but it was packed to the rafters, the and online it's like rafters. being, if you are not familiar with that world, it's like being a foreign exchange student or something. Like you oh. go in if you don't know what's happening and yeah. you're like, wait, these people talk their own language. It's like a cult. They're speaking another language. It's, it's like yeah. going to a Pentecostal church. It's and brilliant. And they're speaking in tongues. But let me tell you something I forgot to tell you. They started with an RIP Jiggy video at the beginning because Lisa Vanderpump's dog passed away. Yeah, about time. It was time. Ve- very funny. Yeah. Uh, two things we forgot to bring up at the beginning of this. I don't know how I could forget to bring this up because it is the most electric thing to touch our Instagram this holiday season, and that is saying a lot. Oh and my that God. is the cookies. We I cannot go- believe we actually didn't mention. We got, this has been it's been up for about a minute. We already have about two hundred comments. I don't, but I don't doubt it. I mean, Rana, we could not have been if two out of the two of us. No, three. Excuse me. We we had guests. Four. If four out of the, we had Sujin and Kulab, if four out of the four of us were like, oh my God, I'm begging you to see these cookies. There's no doubt all of our listeners felt the same way. 
Not only did he say, he claims he sent me the cookies. He said he didn't want to send them because he said that uh, they're not going to make, they're not going to make it through the mail. And obviously he's very focused on presentation. And I said, send all broken three day old cookies too. Yeah. Care of the carriage house, Marblehead, Massachusetts. Care of Santa, Marblehead, Massachusetts. Oh, one, nine, four, five. But he gave us the list of the cookies and I just, I don't I think, just say I don't think we guessed one of these cookies. No, we guessed some of the ingredients. We guessed we some that were yeah. adjacent. Correct, but not dead on. Are you going to read this list? Do you want me to? Yeah, of course. Yeah, let's do it. I will say this, Rana. Th- I'm going to tell. I'm going to be honest. Can I be honest? Play. I wish. You, I wish you would be for the first time. My first. I've been waiting imp- a year for you to be honest with me. My first <laughs> impression was. Oh, they're kind of just all beige. Like they're kind of just all Well, okay. Cookie color. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I just pictured them as being Yeah. so spectacular except that they are because they're understated and they're beautiful. Yes, this instead okay. of being shades of vanilla, this is a shades of beige situation. Shades of 50 shades of beige. Yeah. So Okay, there's a toasted sesame chocolate chip cookie. I will say I did have the same. I I thought for sure there was going to be a peppermint back of some kind or a a medley. I thought it was going to be more of a medley. More of a color. And instead it's a family. It's a family. and But when I tell you these cookies are also gorgeous and it feels like you would find them at like a delicious farmer's market on, but there's just something rustic and beautiful about them. I wrote back to him. I said, and he's not on Instagram by the way. So he's going to have to just lurk to see these comments. But I wrote back to him and I said, the only thing I can think of is that somebody thinks you just picked these up at a bakery and dropped them on the doorstep. And that's why they don't say thank you. They don't, they do have that quality. Like they're just homemade enough, but also they look homemade in a way that you're like, well, I could never do that. They're so professional and there's so many kinds of them. All I can think is that somebody says, oh, he stopped at the bakery. That was nice of him. I have to say, Rana, this seems like a batch of cookies you would get. I mean, when you think of that macaroon just touched with chocolate. Just took gorgeous. a dip to toe it. I mean, come on. Triangle and cut sort of in like a triangle oh, and then, or like a yeah. cone. Like and then- um, yes, almost like an iceberg that, yeah. that, that drifted through some dark chocolate. So stunning, so understated. They had the oatmeal cookie with dried cherries, pistachios, and white chocolate chips, which I got to say, I feel like people don't put cherries in cookies enough, and he did. I agree. And I'm thankful for that. A pecan sandy. Do you say pecan or I pecan? say pecan, yeah. Pecan. Yeah. A pecan sandy. This one in all, this one's all Ina G, he says. Yeah. I'm just the vessel through which her recipe passes. Listen, though, you pulled it off. A peanut butter Oat cookie with flake salt. I love that. Peanut butter. See, Cool Up did guess peanut peanut butter butter cookie of something. Something. Yeah. And then a speculus. I don't know what that is. Speculus, which is my favorite, one of my favorite flavors. It's cookie butter. It's Biscoff cookie flavor. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the national flavor of Belgium and the Netherlands. Got it. Yeah. It's like a spice cookie. Yeah. A speculo spiced shortbread dipped in white chocolate. Are you kidding me? Now, that happens to look like a beautiful pine cone, by the I way. I was about to say, it looks like a pine cone. At first, I thought it was a pineapple, but you're right. It's a pine cone. I have to encourage people to go to our Instagram Not to mention the boxes. No. That is RG all over it. Un. 
uh, gets his own stickers made, pardon me. Absolutely stunning. And there Did- is not a comment on here where people aren't saying you should drop anyone that doesn't thank you for these cookies. Completely. Yeah. Ronica- and by the way, they should know he makes them because he does his sticker right on the um, box. No kidding. Ronna? No kidding. Yeah. Did he happen to send you like a selfie or a little little note to pass on to me or anything like that? He did it, but he's probably listening. So if he wants to send you a body pet instead of you sending him one, that's between Well, I already begged for cookies and the response was I sent some to Rana. No, so the cookies are coming and of course I'm gonna we're gonna try them in the carriage house together, you and I. I'm so excited. Uh Cody Rigsby. This guy is special. He's something special. Cody Rigsby, who we know takes beautiful care of himself. Yeah. Even he commented on the cookies. He almost had a heart attack at how great these cookies looked at. Really? The other thing oh, he I can't wait to go through the comments. Yes, I hate please. to tell you, is the scoop, the coffee scoop. Because co- he, he, I said that Cody him, commented on? He did Got because it. I sent Cody um, one of our small gift boxes because- We've and he has opened it before. already, Rana? He's opened it. Cody spends all year taking care of everybody else. Yeah. And I just wanted to send Cody a little extra something that said, right. look, we know you're having your coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Brian and I are thinking of you. Well. That's, well, Rana, yeah, maybe in different ways, but you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I love Cody, but Rana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did mention in the last episode with Kulop and Sujin. I paid for it, Brian. No, I know, but aren't they yeah. going to start paying us once it's opened? No, <laughs> we have to get back to this episode. We have to, it's you know almost we, over. Can't you know it be over? It can be over, but this is all I'm going to say. Our next conversation needs to be about fine print and what we're going to write in there. Okay. We'll have okay? a fine print conversation after the holidays. I want you to spend the whole holidays stewing about, I want you to, I don't want you to take any of this time to recharge. I want you to spend no. it stewing about the conversation we're going to have on day one where things are going to change around here. The, oh, I've got my list <laughs> ready, Rana. It's basically, I, I don't, it's basically a manifesto. Oh, so I, I can't wait. I I'm, love I'm the really, idea. I'm going to perform it for you more you than I am reading. You cancel your whole holidays. I want you in a dressing gown, bird on your shoulder, <laughs> silk dressing gown, only tied at the waist, bird on your shoulder, Writing by a candle with a quill, a breeze coming through the window, yep. and I want a list of I want a list of complaints. I think the been- bird this time around. I think the bird is right. The bird has been squawking all this time <laughs> about fine print and the ways we can make money and everything else. That's right. Settle your I feathers. Settled my, well, I settled, but Settle now they're ruffled. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, I must feel so good to be a bird and shake your feathers out. Oh, I know. Just think about that. If you could just Such get all nice your feathers feeling. to settle, that would be good. Should we so read this anyway, cliffhanger, Rana? Let's read a cliffhanger, dear. Okay. okay. Here we go. Can't wait. Dear Rana and Brian, two days ago, I arrived in my hometown of Cleveland for two weeks of Christmas with okay. my mom. Okay. I'm her only tra- child, and I'm trying to be the best gay son I can be. Usually, hmm. mom comes to visit me okay. in Los Angeles. Anyway, last night she had choir practice, so I used the opportunity to go to a gay club that never existed while I was growing up in the late 90s. Okay. I met the most wonderful, handsome older man, and this we This episode off- needs to be called The Blood Boiler. No kidding. It's COVID, everybody. I'm already Don't be going boil- to clubs. I'm boiling again. I know. Yeah, but we, we're not allowed to really weigh in because we weigh in on Patreon, so we have That's to right. just- so- 
bite our tongues. And uh, if people want to know how we really feel about this, they can hear it on Patreon. About visiting your older mother and then going to a gay club in the middle sure. of the night. Any oh, club. Uh, no, it doesn't even have to be course. gay. Any I mean, gathering. She, she couldn't travel because of COVID. So you very generously chose to bring COVID to her doorstep right. the minute you arrived in Cleveland. Sure. Yeah. Because I doubt that clubs are distanced. And nice all of indoors. you to give her a local strand, too, because the hospital will know how to handle that better. <laughs> but, Rhonda, we're not going to weigh in here. We are not weighing. That's not our job, Brian. We're just vessels right. through which these questions pass. You're right. Yeah. I met the most wonderful, handsome older man, and we hit it off immediately, talking huh. and flirting for hours. Lovely. It was the kind of thing you can see happening in a Christmas movie. As we had such a connection in that darkened bar under like twinkling Shannon lights. Like Shannon Elizabeth, Alicia Cuthbert, and January Jones in Love Actually in the bar in, Min- in uh, Minnesota. That's right. Yeah. That's what As I'm m- picturing. Sure. It, honestly, I am too now. As we had such a connection in that darkened bar under twinkling lights and holiday decorations. Three hours into the night, we pieced together a huge surprise I never could have imagined. This man knew my mom in the early 80s. He donated sperm to her because she was turning 38 (sighs) and wanted to be a mother. This guy is my biological father. Okay. It turns out we had more in common than we could ever imagine. DNA. Now I can see why I was attracted to him. Now I can see why I was attracted to him. He looked exactly like me in 20 years. I was in such a shock that I left the bar without taking or giving my number. I basically ran out. I'd been awake all night. At 4 a.m., I needed a distraction, and I reached for my phone, glad to see I had an unlistened to episode of Ask Rana. I'm still awake and thought I might write to you for the first time. I don't know what my question is. I'm just stunned into silence for once in my life. Where do I go from here? Please don't use my name. P.S. It goes without saying that I'm flushed with relief that I didn't completely sleep with this man before... Yeah, now. Okay. I'm not. Uh, I mean, we are ending this year, Rana. Yeah, we are. And we're also, there's a few question marks here that I have about the authenticity of this letter. But when we read a letter, we answer a letter. So that's who we are. Well, next, next, then on the next Patreon coming this week, it'll be a blues clues of an answer. It's <laughs> blue. Remember blue? Yeah. Oh, uh, and Steve, we've I talked about Steve. this before. I thought he was you so would have cute. been. A, oh, you would have been a great Steve. I really would have. I actually yeah. do believe it. Yeah, but you would have hated the job after about golden handcuffs being Steve. That's true. Yeah, because you got to talk to a screen the whole time. That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Ask Rana. Uh, as we mentioned, we have a special Christmas surprise. And actually, I mentioned Cody, and it, it may be that Cody. He doesn't know this, but he makes a little appearance. In there the might be a, surprise. a little appearance. That's, so that's right. a message just for Cody, letting that's him know right. that if he wants to see how he appears in the Christmas surprise, that's on Patreon. And Cody, I am still waiting on the Peloton and the treadmill. Oh. Did you realize, Ron, how long it's been since we've... I wow. assume it's the shipping with USPS. I'm not sure because everything's sort wow. of... Wow. But he still hasn't sent me my equipment. Huh. Yeah. He didn't send you either. Wow. No. Well, not one, okay. not either, not even one. No, <laughs> not even one treadmill or one Peloton. That's right. <laughs> uh, in any event, so we will see you next week for classic cliffhangers uh, yes. only in 2020 edition, which is These a are lot good of fun. Ones. 
These yes. are great. Cl- oh, these are only, these are truly only, only in twenty twenty. I mean, Correct. Real, we had so many outrageous questions. This year. Cindy Adams should be so lucky to hear these questions. You're not kidding. You're yeah. not kidding. Yeah. Uh, and then we will be back on the free feed with a fresh celebrity infused. <laughs> Absolute mind blowing doorbuster of an episode on the twelfth of January. Did he get the coffee? He loved the coffee. Oh, that's right. I couldn't remember. Huge shades of vanilla fan. We didn't discuss the coffee with him. I don't think. Okay, but he but got it. Huge it. shades of vanilla fan. And uh, that's just nothing, his sort he didn't of coffee. Send back any cash? No. Yeah. Okay. All right. But that was before your new rule had been instituted. You know what? That's true. Are you wearing a, a maroon skirt today? I'm wearing a maroon skirt. Can you believe it? I got to tell you, <laughs> I got these new shorts. They're called the lounge short from a place called Nice Laundry. They're the most comfortable skirts you could ever wear. You said that about your last skirt. I like these better. I like these even wow. better. Yeah. Nice Laundry. What are the shorts called? I think, I'll tell you right now. They're called, because I ordered three pair. Oh, you love to order multiples. Because inside, they're like as soft as a boxer, like a gorgeous boxer, like a flannel boxer. Oh. So that's why they feel like you're wearing underwear, but then they're not. They're like, you can wear these to the gym or wherever. They're called the... I don't like to wear a pant that's too soft to the gym, personally. That's fine. That's I fair. Wouldn't mind this is this it to is still yoga. the antimicrobial situation. Oh, okay. But okay. it's just like a better one. It just sure. So I don't know what they're called. I think it's just the nice laundry lounge shorts. Okay, take a look. And for the I bought it. You short. can get a three pack. So I got the three pack. Of course you did, dear. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have right. a fabulous uh, holiday. Yeah. And because it's coming right up this Thursday I and uh, Friday, that. rather. Yeah. Thursday, you know, December 24th and the 25th. And, as and we're we recording said, this on the last day of Hanukkah, I think. Hanukkah ended yesterday. I thought it ended the 18th. No, I'm now, sorry, they, now they know every now they know everything about our lives. You're right. And well, when we're conducting them. But I suppose I'd already given them a context clue with the bitch sesh. That's true. Uh, but. Have a wonderful holiday. Be safe. Be yes. careful. Just yes. remember, we're just a few months away. Celebrate Christmas in April if you have to. But That's right. stay safe. And if your tummy's telling you, don't meet up with these people. Don't meet up with these people. Okay? Totally. Uh, and as we said, there is a special surprise waiting on Patreon this Friday, Christmas. It comes out at patreon.com. And if you received a gift... Take a, take a hint from our cookies episode and say thank you for it. You know what? That's an excellent point. No, thank the people that take the time to send you things. Exactly. Doesn't have to be a crazy handwritten, bl- just a text yeah, saying. Yeah, a text. I got it. I loved it. Yeah. I ca- thank you for thinking of me. Yeah. Happy holidays. Correct. And if you want to take a little picture of it, that doesn't hurt too. That never hurts. Yeah. Okay, dear. All right. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss, Rana. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.